1: It's fantastic to be with you again, and I am really excited because we have another powerful issue of 1111 Magazine about to be released on the stands. The July-August issue is shipping out to our subscribers and will also be in Barnes & Noble nationally in the next week. And I tell you, there are some amazing interviews with Bob Proctor and also some things on collaboration and community, some amazing artists that are listed, and also... Some incredible stories that are going to help you really tap into how you are here to unearth yourself, tap into the core wounds that you have, the core celebration that you have to ignite through those core wounds and how to really empower yourself and be who you are by accessing that map that exists for each and every one of us. The show tonight is extremely important, and we're going to be talking a lot about what is integral to women, especially, because there is a resurgence of the feminine, but there is a disconnect going on that people don't realize as we are moving towards this reclaiming of the divine feminine, we're missing out on a piece, and that is the intimate connection that we women have to our own bodies, to our own essence and nature, something that we have kind of lost along the way. And I have an amazing guest tonight who has written just a fabulous, fabulous book about the the female body and what we need to do to reclaim that connection that is missing so that we truly can step into that feminine nature and be receiving of the divine feminine that so much wants to be reclaimed and remembered. This show is going to be very much geared toward women, but I want you men to stay on board because this is about you too. This is about you understanding the process that women go through so that you could also see where we are and why we are. So often we don't understand the people in our relationships. We don't understand why they are at where they are at or what they're going through or why their journey looks like it does and why that affects us so much. So this is truly an important interview for both men and women to start to understand that we're more than just what is surfacely appearing in our world. This is about knowing yourself, knowing your body, truly establishing an intimate connection. I want to start off by asking all of you women out there uh, some very, very important questions, and that has to do with how we have changed over the years, how we have gone to working in offices and factories and other places and what that has done to our bodies and our minds and how that has affected our monthly cycles. And also, how does that affect the babies that we're gestating? Or is it possible to be apart from our babies to maintain our breastfeeding relationship? Is it possible to stay connected to our bodies and give our children what they're really needing and still at the same time give us what we're really needing? how do we transition through menopause how do we keep that public face and how do we allow this passage to be that honored sacred passage that it's meant to be so that we complete the inner work and the self-realization that truly is our life purpose we're each here to experience ourselves our vastness our creativity everything that we are able to know about ourselves and it comes through a varying levels, and our body's a very important piece of that. My guest today is Tammy Lynn Kent, and she is the author of The Wild Feminine, Finding Power, Spirit, and Joy in the Feminine Body. When I tell you that this is an absolutely amazing book that belongs on every woman's shelf and bedside, I am not kidding. There is so much richness in here for you to discover what your body is about and where your core power rests and how you need to get intimately connected to that pelvic bowl and that body that is yours so that you can more intimately reconnect to yourself, your relationships, increase your libido, and understand these many sacred rhythms and changes that our body goes through. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Tammy Lynn Kent, to 1111 Talk Radio.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here.
1: Well, it is a powerful book that you've written because, number one, it covers a topic that I do not think has really been brought into the light in the way that you have. Uh, And I don't know that it's ever been a real conversation that's been put out there, but it is such a necessary conversation
2: yes i don't think it really has, and you know part of it is because of my background as a women 's health physical therapist, so I work in the root in the pelvic bowl with the muscles, the pelvic floor, the organs, the alignment of the the womb and the ovaries, and so I'm spending time with women in this space, and you know initially more, I was in a place of fixing the body of helping with symptoms, and certainly, this work that I know as a women 's health physical therapist can do that, and it is an important piece should be a part of women 's health care a basic piece because it can really help with the blood flow and the alignment and the energy flow in this space but spending time there i came in contact with this incredible creative energy that i think we're only barely accessing and we might be accessing it if we have a child and we tune into that space or you know we come into a deeper relationship with our body but for the most part we're living more from our heads and we're living outside of this core place and yet there's such richness and power and potential for creating a vibrant life today.
1: Well, and as I was going through your book, I was reminded of of a book that really impacted me years ago, and that was a book entitled Red Tent. And it spoke about the sacredness of women in a tent and honoring the menstrual cycle and all the women gathering together as a woman is going through that, and they're sitting on their straw mats as the woman's cycle is flowing from her, and they're celebrating it. And I thought, wow, society has come to a place where, you know, we run to the grocery store and we hide the box because we're on our cycle. Or there's a, there's almost a place of shame for many people People around that, or we only really celebrate it when it's time that we have that baby. We don't really, I think, recognize the power and the presence that that wound section of our body really symbolizes.
2: Yes, and that energy that flows through it, the incredible richness of that energy for weaving and creating our lives, for solving problems, for working on, you know, really women are often the anchor in the family. And so if they're right and they're balanced in their center, then everyone will flow around that beauty. And if they're not, then usually the first thing they need to do is actually attend to that center. But often we're trying to solve things externally. There's so much richness here. And, you know, I, there's a... Story at the beginning of each chapter, I added sections that really hone people into what the the meat of each piece of each chapter is. And I share a story about Don Eligio, who is a Mayan healer who's who I studied with one of his students, Rosita Arvigo, and she relayed a story. Um, he was born at the turn of the century and then he passed at age 103 just a few years ago, and he relayed a story where they would gather around the fire in the morning to listen to the dreams of the menstruating women because they were understood as psychic and to contain psychic information, and that the whole village would attune to these women to hear what they had to say. And that kind of understanding of the body and the power of the female body and how we can access information through this place has almost been lost.
1: Yes, and I think that the, the tragedy is it, it's with each generation. If we don't reclaim that, then, then less and less do our females understand our true strength, our two, true core strength. And every time we deny that female function, we're really deviating from the natural path that we were hearing away from our feminine roots.
2: That's exactly true. And what, what happened for me in Wild Feminine, or why I started writing Wild Feminine, was because I had the opportunity to sit with, over time, over a 1,000 women. And so it was like putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Each person, each time I sat with that creative center, and we worked on the issues in her life and the balance in her bowl, and the uh, the energy would really guide us. The, each time I got a little glimpse of how to work with that energy, and so it was by working with over a thousand women that I had a more intact energetic map. And it took about seven years of writing and studying and taking notes every time I worked with a woman and really listening to what the body had to say. And so it was like taking all of this fractured information and putting it into a place where we could begin to understand it. And that's what Wild Feminine is. It's really an intact map, as intact as I could make from all of this collective information that is you need that kind of collective understanding to even make sense of how to read this energy anymore because we've lost so much. And so by bringing it all together collectively, we can start to understand how to access and read this energy again. And that's really what Wild Feminine is, is this intact map so women can start to say, oh, this is how I tune in and how I began to read and work with this creative energy in my center.
1: And you talk about in the book that our fertility cycles that have evolved over thousands of years, that these recent changes in our body uh, have really... been far outpaced by the evolution. So I want to start to discuss how our bodies are linked to these ancestors and that potential that we've been carrying through birthing and mothering, what we do with that, how do we reclaim that? And we're going to discuss that when we return. My guest today is author Tammy Lynn Kent. She's a women's health physical therapist known for her pioneering approach to restoring balance on the female pelvis. Her book, Wild Feminine, Finding Power, Spirit, and Joy in the Female Body, is available now, and I urge you to get it. You can connect with her at wildfeminine.com. We'll be right back with Tammy Lynn Kent.
0: Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 1-11, 11, 1-11, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices 1111 magazine a daily staple for lifting the mindset discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living 1111 magazine order now at www.1111mag.com 1111mag.com hi this is randall libero host of spirit of film conversations I hope you'll join me each week as I explore how movies and media are changing the way we think, live, relate, and dream. My program showcases today's independent and visionary filmmakers and their personal and artistic journey to bring their vision to the big screen, television, DVD, or streaming video on the Internet. We also cover subjects on new media and the Internet, tech news and developments in digital production, and about the groundbreaking ways people all over the world are creating a brighter future using the tools of streaming video, social media, and portable devices. So I hope you'll join me every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Also check out my website at spiritoffilm.net to find out more about the show and my guests each week. And thanks for listening to Seventh Wave and Being the Change.
1: My guest today is Tammy Lynn Kent, the author of Wild Feminine. And this wonderful new book will teach you how to work with the physical structure of your root and tap into the concentrated organ energies so that you change your relationship with the energy you draw from the environment and the greater spiritual realm. It has some amazing stories and guided exercises which will allow you to find the energetic and physical connections to a whole creative range in the root of your body so that you can reclaim and get back to the real core power and the creative essence of your feminine power. Tammy, we were talking about how our fertility cycles have changed, and I, I think about how our society has changed, and there are women in the workplace and all of these things, but you're not saying that we need to go backwards and step backwards and step away from from being active in the world. Tell us what you're really trying to say to us.
2: Yeah, so, you know, what I see is that women have often learned to take their creative energy and plug it into external frameworks, so that can be certain professions or job structures or even relationship patterns, rather than starting from their center and actively creating from there. So, you know, we have all of these wonderful professional opportunities, or some people are in the home, um, but they're still usually involved in their community quite a bit, so they're using that external, more masculine energy in the doing. But it's when we just take our creative energy and we plug into the existing structures that then we we can often deplete ourselves because we're not paying attention to that internal flow and the intake that we need to bring in, which is more the feminine. And as well, we may not really be aligned with it. We may just be doing it out of habit or it seems like um, it's a way to make a profession or make a living. And so, or even to reinforce our value, maybe we're doing it because it seems like the more we do, the more we get validated. So when you come back to your own center and you, you attune to the creative center, you're more likely to be in contact with your own soul essence and that deep desire of your soul to give expression and to create beauty in the world. And when you tune in from that place, then you can bring in the feminine and bring in the, the nourishment, and that's part of feeding that process so that that is of value. It's not just a matter of creating a product. It's that you actually are bringing in the inspiration and the nourishment for your own center, and it's a flow. And then you're bringing that energy out into the world into whatever you're doing, whatever you're making, however you're giving visible expression to your creative fire. And it's a flow that flows through you, and it's a much deeper process. It's a much more satisfying process, and it really gives your own unique beauty to the world.
1: Well, and you talk a lot about um, the, the womb being the creative center, and for most women they think of that as childbearing, But we have a lot of seeds of creativity that need birthing. And you speak in the book about uh, even the menstruation cycle, how that is kind of a, a symbolic process of birthing things, whether it's children or whether it's ideas, that there's a lot of symbology there that we can take from and learn from and do the internal work so that we can do the external work.
2: Yes. Yeah, it you know, it's a few things. You know, sometimes people if they don't even have a child, they may not even come to that center in that deep womb space. So I've worked with so many women from so many walks of life and when we come to that center place, they really realize that they have things they want to give expression to And it's not just children. It's really deep, creative energy. I really think of the womb as a doorway to the divine. It is a doorway where we bring in where each one of us came through. But it's also an entry point for this sacred energy that our world needs in so many ways. And it literally is a point of bringing energy in and through. So it will help us make our deeper, truer creations in the world that will benefit the world as well. And it's a place that when we tune into, we understand as well. There are creative cycles, so it, you know I think sometimes women will be frustrated if they're in more of a output without the feminine. It becomes more this model of constant output when you tune back into the feminine and you tune into your center there's more of a flow and then you understand that there are cycles of bursts of creativity and times for restorative retreat and that that is a natural process and the more we align to a natural rhythm and a natural cycle the more we realize we don't have to be in this constant output mode which is really unsustainable in the long run so we tune into these deeper creative cycles that will feed us and also guide us
1: so what happens, because so many people uh, have issues or view their cycle as um, that time of the month, oh, the cramps are coming, or um, I'm going to have my mood swings at this point of the month, and and when we view that, that what is really a sacred time in that way, what does that do not only to that center of power and creativity, but what does that do to how we're able to then act in the world?
2: Well, it really, we, we aren't able to, able to obtain the benefits then when we have it as kind of a negative association. And first I should say that I think partially women are living with a lot of tension in the pelvic bowl from either sitting or falls that have gone unaddressed or um, chronic stress, and that creates that tension patterns in the pelvic bowl really puts a lot of tension around the womb and the ovaries so that things are more painful and menstruation is more painful. And so first we need to address those, and that's where there's something called Mayan massage, which is very helpful for alignment and clearing the tension, and then I teach something called holistic holistic pelvic care. There's also... women's health physical therapy, so these internal techniques that align the fascia and the muscles can really help clear that pain so that it's not painful. It shouldn't be painful. We think of that as normal, and it's really not. That's, that's, those are signs of imbalance. So those have to get cleared up first so people can feel more welcoming. So, you know, if they're having pain, they're not going to feel as good about the experience. And then the other piece is that during menstruation, we're actually clearing energy. That cycle was given to us because as women, we have so much holding that we do for others. We do a lot of nurturing and caregiving and also bringing in creative energy. And so that bleeding time is really meant to clear energy that we don't need. If we have a negative association with it and we're not even really slowing down to align with the more slower process of bleeding time, then we aren't really clearing and we get more accumulative energy and we start to feel more full and more overloaded. And what I've noticed energetically is when women are bleeding, they're their energetic structure that's around their body, their, their energetic field, is actually more open and more permeable, both to clear energy and also to receive guidance. And so it's meant for you to receive this deep inspiration, that psychic information that Don Alijo talked about. It's really important for guiding the life. And these cycles still continue even when a woman isn't bleeding. They have a different quality to them, and each woman has to kind of attune to her own self. But we want to look out for these cycles where we are in a more maybe a time when we're shedding and maybe taking in more information and we shouldn't be as active during that time, not trying to outwardly express our energy, or we might just get frustrated. But it's really a time for receiving guidance and clearing energy. And then there are other times when we feel a little bit more solid and literally that energetic field isn't quite as open, so you feel a little less vulnerable. And you can kind of charge into the world and get things done. So learning how to read that cycle for yourself is so important for having a really vibrant, creative life, one that fills you and, and assists you on your journey.
1: Well, and as you say that, I think about uh, women when they're going through their cycles. So that means we really need to pull back and sit still so that we can – we can uh, allow that place to be honored. And that's what a lot of the ancient traditions did, a lot of the ancient peoples. They understood and knew that this was a sacred time that a woman needs to be uh, either quiet and with herself or at least
2: honored in that way. Yes, and I think we talk about it as, you know, we, t- we talk about having feeling moody or things like that, but actually what's happening is you're more sensitive to energy because your field is more open. And so you are more sensitive to the energy you're around, and it's right to to kind of shield yourself and give yourself more space during that time so you can really deepen into the beauty of it without being overloaded by the stimuli that might be too much. And, and then at other times when you're not as open and not in that state, you'll notice that you feel a little bit, it's almost like you feel sturdier because literally your energetic field isn't quite as open. And so that's a time to kind of move into the world and get things done. And there really are these cycles that can then help us if we can know how to read, in our center, then we know what we need and how to support ourselves.
1: And and you talk about that as the ecology of women and the the womb cycle. And even if a woman's had a hysterectomy or has... uh removed any of the ovaries or anything like that it's it's still something that they can work with they can do the meditations that are here they can have the energy work they can have the pelvic massage everything can happen um, and you also state that the uterus contains that cycle of transformation that this really is a place of learning about our creation and our regeneration and then transformation again
2: Yeah, I think of it as as a creative womb, a place to go and have ritual and just quiet space and even to ask questions and ask for guidance and sometimes just even asking. If I have a woman go deep to her center, which, yes, even if the womb has been removed, there's still an energy center there. And if she goes deep to her center and she asks for inspiration and she asks for guidance and even asks for energy and sets her intentions in that space, it's very powerful. It's a place to commune with the universe.
1: One of the most powerful parts of the book for me, uh, simply because I uh, experienced two miscarriages, was a section where you talked about it. I'd like to read this section, and we may end up uh, at the end of the segment, so we'll discuss it at the next segment if that is the case. And you speak about miscarriage as being the birth and death simultaneously and that it is the ecstatic connection and the unquenchable loss while the uterus is dilating and contracting as if in the process of birth. And what you wrote uh, was a very intimate and poignant statement, and I'd like to read that out. At one point in the height of uterine contractions, I became drowsy. Surrendering to the path of this unborn soul, I lay down upon the floor. Lying in my place of meditation, near the window framing a large cedar tree, I closed my eyes. Looking back now, I recognize the place of stillness that marks the moment just before a baby emerges from the womb. Breath is suspended, and there is infinite quiet, standing at this edge where once again everything is understood. Time passed, but I was unaware of its passage until my uterus shuddered. Suddenly the spirit of my daughter filled the room. I felt her tiny body leave mine, and I reached down to discover her placenta's perfect fit in the palm of my hand. I wrapped her hint of a body in cloth, Not knowing what else to do, with no obvious path set before me, I wandered through the day with her small bundle in my pocket. At sunset, I stood with my son and husband in our backyard. I hesitated, kneeling down at the side of a shallow grave. I did not want to let her go. My hands lifted her out of my pocket and placed her gently against the soft, dark earth. I heard the voice of my son and remembered where I was. My grief rose until the air around me was spinning when I read this, I was really taken back to my own experiences, and I thought about how I allowed myself to grieve slightly, but I didn't allow myself fully in it. And for all of those women out there that have experienced this kind of thing, let's talk about how this really affects their body, and then how this affects their ability to express their power in the world.
2: Yes. Yeah, you know, I think I was able to be that present with that with that being because I had already sat with many, many women by that point. I had been working with women for several years. And it's really, I think we have to understand and find the way to come back to this place where we really ritualize and understand the power of a soul coming in and then leaving. Um, Because there's so many pieces missing, often women don't really know what to do. And usually the information you're given is just come back when you're pregnant. And it's well-meaning information. suggestion, but it really doesn't hold a woman who's in that in-between space where she's had a pregnancy and she's had a conception and she's had a being there and she feels a life on some level and then it's gone. And it's a very private grief, really. And so what I've found is that it opens up an energetic place to the divine that's very deep because not only did you have a soul come in you had a soul leave and so if a woman can come into that space and really just be with that and one of the most satisfying things for me was to really ask that soul how could i honor them how could i remember them and i say a she because there was a real female presence but how could I honor this being? How could I honor the life of this soul? Because when a being comes in and is so much spirit and not as much body, there's um, there, that energy wants to be accessed and and expressed in a way and so for me what I saw an image of all these souls waiting to come in and, and really them wanting their mothers to understand the sacredness of the doorway of the pelvic bowl that it was a sacred space so that when they came in they could stay in touch with that sacredness that they knew in one place but then lost sometimes because of the shame still around the pelvic bowl and that was her message to me was see all of these souls and please teach women how to connect with this space, how to access it, and how to, to bring back this beauty in the bowl.
1: And what she wrote was, in the peace of my body, I called to my spirit daughter, asking how I might remember her. I heard this reply, teach women to know the beauty of their bodies and to celebrate the feminine in themselves. And that is exactly what she has done through Wild Feminine, finding power, spirit, and joy in the female body. This is Tammy Lynn Kent, and you can connect with her at wildfeminine.com. We'll discuss more about this, libido, menopause, and the masculine and feminine of the ovaries when we get back
0: be extraordinary 7th wave network have you seen 1111 do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life 11 111 22 33 444 people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication subscribe to 1111 magazine today www.1111mag.com 1111 magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich multi-sensory experience as you engage with experts and topics of consciousness become enlightened empowered and Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The feminine is
1: our access point to the greater realm of spirit. The root of the female body is the place for being with spirit, a holy center where babies and other creative seeds are planted. These womb seeds are tended by the wild feminine, a presence as old and untamed as the wind. And women long to connect with this ancient wild feminine, its creative potential, and most of the creations that can be shaped by the demands of the outer world rather than by the inner rhythms of our own body. And we have to step back into that place of tapping into our core power. Through a combination of pelvic-centered self-care tools, body work, energy work, visualizations, and other creative exercises, the book Wild Feminine offers a unique approach to reclaiming the female body and understanding the body's connection to creative energy flow. By restoring physical and energetic balance in the pelvic bowl, women can learn to care for themselves in a nourishing and respectful manner, deepening their personal connection to the divine, healing spiritual fractures, and redefining their feminine identity. As a reader, you will discover a new relationship with your female form in which the body itself is a guide, a gauge, and a source for vital radiance and well-being. The author, Tammy Lynn Kent, truly brings you a book that is meant for your spirit and your body connection so that you can reclaim the disconnect that has been there and allow you to fully feel whole once again. Tammy, again, thank you for this wonderful book. And one point that I want to bring up for a lot of people, and I've often seen in a lot of my coaching clients, is there are issues in terms of libido and intimacy or even seeing their own body and, and sexuality as something that's good. So I have to ask you, when you do these uh, pelvic massages, these vaginal massages, or someone is to go to someone and request that, how do they get past their own barriers of being touched or being um, be allowing this to be a way that they can loosen up the tension around the body, because we do carry it in our hip section. we do carry yeah. it in that in that uh, pelvic center.
2: Yes, absolutely. It takes a, a tremendous amount of trust for women, and I always recognize that when someone is coming to see me um, here in Portland. People often know me by word of mouth, and so they're coming because they've talked to others and, and have established that trust. But I, I'd like to say I think it's a really important step that we all collectively take. I am a body worker, so I'm used to touching the body, and I think anyone who is a body worker who works on the body becomes comfortable touching it and and really. That it's a form of honoring the body to help the alignment and help the flow of the body. That's a, it's a way to help us access the deeper potential of this vessel that we live in in our lives. And so, in the pelvic bowl, it's still mostly been ignored and not really addressed. So there's things there. There's sadnesses. There's energies. And then there's physical tension that's held that can clear. And the first step I feel is to to, to take away some of the sexual energy because. For me, you know, we've over-sexualized this part of the body, and that's part of what blocks us. You know, we might go in and get a cranial sacral balancing or a chiropractic adjustment or something because we're more comfortable with that part of our body that's less sexual. And I think we need to first understand that this is a core part of the body, that this root place is also where we access our connection to the energy of the earth and that we really need this energy in this time. So it's time to take some of the sexual energy out first and just begin to connect with this as a part of the body, as a part of the body that needs our attention and needs our care, and that if we don't attend to it, we end up with imbalance that can potentially become symptomatic and even illness. And some of the issues that we're dealing with in the root place are because of this lack of care and this lack of balance. So we want to motivate ourselves to take some of the the energy away from it and just begin to care for this place. Remember that each one of us passed through the vaginal canal as a doorway into life, unless we were born cesarean and still we would be attempting to come through vaginally. So we have eons of ancestors before us that have come through vaginally. The vaginal space is a doorway first and foremost for each one of us to enter, and it's time to begin just taking care of it. So that's how I approach it, and I also think I think of it kind of like a midwife where I have deep respect for this part of the body for its potential to create life, and by life I mean all that we do that we enjoy. You know, it's our earth connection. It's walking on the earth. It's making love. It's making children. It's a beautiful place that we want to begin to honor and take care of, so that's how I approach it, and that's how I invite people to begin to approach it for themselves.
1: Well, and I think that once we do that, also we can then approach a greater problem. I know that in my own coaching practice, I have many people—individual uh, women, individual men, and couples—and they come to me, and there seems to be a consistent issue in terms of the men is the man is wanting to be more intimate with the woman, and the woman is not um, wanting to engage sexually as often. And and I sometimes find that it's because the woman herself is not intimately connected to that part of the body, and there's this view, whether it's from society or from their past experiences, that the sexuality is dirty or that that part of the body, something is going on. And so in doing this work, this inner work, and, and caring for the pelvic bowl and caring for our bodies in that area, will that also allow Um, us to be able to give to ourselves, actually, because to me the act of making love and the act of sex is not something that you're doing to someone else. It's not something that you're trying to service someone else. It's something you're supposed to be receiving something from.
2: Yes, it's an exchange. And women often come to me with sexual issues too, either lack of pleasure, lack of libido, imbalances in partner, whether they're wanting someone or someone else is. And, and I always say, let's start first with your connection to your body. Because before we add the sexual layer, it's about the connection. How is the connection to your body? And how is your connection to this root place? And often there are things stored there, you know, energies and other imprints that aren't serving a person. And one thing I talk about in Wild Feminine is how much power we have to actually clear those. We don't Don 't have to walk around carrying them, and that's something I learned by by recreating that whole energetic map so that people could begin to access this and women could be able to access the power of the womb for clearing, the power of stepping into their pelvic bowl and beginning to shift the energy there of blessing this space. And what you then get is this beautiful radiance and this beautiful, sweet, creative energy that comes in. And women often feel more alive, more inspired in their lives, which translates often to a deeper intimacy with their partners.
1: And as we learn about our bodies, we're talking a lot about the feminine energy, but our bodies hold both a feminine and a masculine connection. And you speak a lot about the left and right ovary and what these mean, and one really is more symbolic of the feminine and one is more symbolic of the masculine. Can you speak a little more to that?
2: Yes, I can. So uh, the feminine is more on the left side of the body, and I talk about this a little bit in the ovary section, and I I looked at a book called The Alphabet Versus the Goddess by Dr. Leonard Schlein, who was a neurosurgeon and quite a fascinating individual who talks about this kind of left-right brain and the different fields of information that this carries. So for me, the left ovary and the left energetic field, which is more right brain, is the feminine, and that is the more holistic, intuitive aspects of our nature. And it's the non-doing, more the being, the pure presence. And it sees things as connected and more holistic. And then we can transfer over to the masculine, which is more right ovary, right side, right energetic field, left brain. That's more the linear logical side, but it's also the energy to get out there and do things and create things and make things happen, and I think of that as the masculine energy that brings our feminine energy into form. They work together, and so if you're just over in the feminine kind of dreamy place, you might not ever actually get something done in the outer world. If you're only in the masculine space, you're doing and doing and doing, but you might not be connected to this deeper presence of who you are, or you might be doing without replenishing, so you need both, and it's the in and the out, and I I call them the the me that left ovary and the cowgirl, that right ovary, and, and they really have different aspects to them, but we need them both. And whether we're men or women, I really see this in my sons too. We need access to both that feminine field and that masculine field, and that's what makes for a rich, creative life.
1: And so, the left ovary is the muse and it's the receptive nature. So, when that left ovary is blocked, Tell me what's going on with someone.
2: Yeah, so it's very difficult to then take in energy or take in nurturance, even on a simple level of, you know, enjoying the beauty that is around you. So someone will feel more depleted, more frustrated, more challenged, because they can't really take in anything. Even if it were a compliment or, um, or, you know, a gesture by someone, it's difficult for them to take in, so they'll feel more depleted. And if the right ovary is more closed, then they will tend to feel frustrated and then they, they can't seem to create anything that has an outer expression. They're not seen and visible in the world. So if they're blocked, it can really cause women to feel frustrated with how their creative energy is manifesting.
1: And if the ovaries have been removed?
2: the ovary, the energy is still there. Often they're removed because there's an issue in the area. You know, there's Sometimes there's an energetic imbalance that creates a physical imbalance that might create a cyst or something and then it ends up being surgically removed. So we want to really work on the energy because it does impact the physical health of the structure. And if it's already been removed, then you want to go and really work on that ovary in particular and send some breath and attention to that. There's a lot of exercises in the ovary chapter of Wild Feminine for really creating more vibrance in each, of these ovaries and working with them so that even if the ovary is removed, you can start to create more of a healthy energy center there.
1: Wonderful. My guest today is Tammy Lynn and She is the author of Wild Feminine finding the power, spirit, and joy in the female body. Tammy draws from her experiences with the physical body and female energy system to provide you a framework for navigating the various realms of the feminine. Traveling the terrain of feminine wounds, Tammy reveals the amazing potential of the female body, potential to create, to heal, to transform the energy that infuses us in everyday life. The losses of power, spirit, and joy that have occurred for generations of women are registered in the female body. So, it's up to us to let ourselves return to reclaim these things in our lives. And Wild Feminine contains the healing stories and rituals to awaken and retrieve the soul of the wild feminine. You can connect with Tammy at wildfeminine.com. You can also uh, look up her site, sign up for her newsletter, and find out more about an upcoming event at Kropalo Institute, uh, which is in Massachusetts, November 11th through 13th. That's Kropalo Institute, November 11th through 13th. And again, the website is wildfeminine.com. You can also connect with her on Twitter and... And you can look up Tammy at uh, Wild Feminine on Twitter. We'll be right back with her. If you have not connected to 1111 Magazine, definitely click your banner after the show and receive your three free gifts. And also find out about the Mastermind community so that you can have an ongoing support system and a coaching community that can allow you to continue to grow and evolve consciously in your own life. You can find out more about that at 1111mag.com. We'll be right back with Tammy. Tammy Lynn Kent, WildFeminine.com.
0: Awakened media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Hello, I'm David Cordani, CEO of Cigna, a proud sponsor of the March of Dimes March for Babies. Helping
2: babies was an easy decision for Cigna. Over the past 17 years, we've teamed up with the March of Dimes to help moms have healthy pregnancies and save babies' lives. Together, we'll continue to fight premature birth and birth defects. Join the people of Cigna and teams from 20,000 other companies who are walking together for stronger, healthier babies. Jumpstart your team at marchforbabies.org.
0: listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh.
1: Women have a core, a womb, a place that is like a bowl holding and mothering the creations from children to ideas yet there is a barren field that sits before us and it is the walk to the divine feminine that we are seeking but that walk will have to be through this barrenness and that is the disconnected place that we have been disconnected from the roots of the body the physical structure the place that houses our pelvic organs and channels the creative force Tammy Lynn Kent has written a very powerful book to address that issue and allow women to finally reclaim that place of power and understand their feminine essence, their energy, and the pelvic bowl in a way that they can now move forward in the world really expressing the creative energies that they want to create, that they want to allow in the world. Wild Feminine is both a physical health book based on Kent's extensive background in physical medicine and a revolutionary guide to the feminine spirituality, which teaches women how to restore a sense of sacredness within the core of the body. The real medicine of this book, it's found in discovering the link between the physical and the spiritual. When you understand the issues that are going on physically with you, and you also understand the energetics of this that is going on, then you get a real sense of the wholeness of who you are as you go into that place of healing. Tammy, before you go, I would love it if you could somehow take us through a process or a visualization or something so that I can let the listeners really feel the power of this book through one of, one of the processes.
2: Yes, Simran, I'd be honored to. I, I think what I'll choose is an exercise that's in Wild Feminine called Pelvic Bowl Sings. And I see our centers, our, our creative centers, as a place that can hold a resonance And often, because we've been disconnected, they're holding other things. So the first step is kind of to come down there. So we'll go through a process that we can help clear that. And what we're heading towards is bringing in more of a resonance, like a singing bowl. And this is a meditation that I do daily. And it can take about four minutes, which is nice, because then you can do it. And if you do this daily, you'll find that it gets easier and easier for your body to hold a resonance pattern, which will help the creative flow through your center and into your life
1: wonderful
2: take you through this then so I invite people to, to come to a comfortable position wherever you're sitting and first go ahead and close your eyes we're going to tune out the external place and come into that deep rich internal ground and then bring your awareness from your head down to your heart and then down to the root place, to the pelvic bowl. And men can do this too. So I'm going to be talking a little bit um, like a female body, but remember if men are listening that you were in a female body, you came into this space. And so when I do this, sometimes men see this, but they see it around them, kind of like a womb space. So I'm just you to play with that. So come down into that bowl. Really center in, and then feel at the base of the bowl, if you're sitting, you'll feel this kind of where you're touching the chair, but feel how there is a central spot that connects down into the earth, and there's actually a chi point in our perineum that connects us to the earth, and I think we used to feel this more when we were living a little closer to the earth, so really feel that point and connect down into the earth, almost like a bright beam of light, sending that down into the earth, I have boys that have lightsabers, so I often say connect your lightsaber down into the earth. So turn that on, get it nice and bright. Now you're going to take a walk around your bowl and gently kind of sweep the energy and just pick a direction. You're going to start walking around and go to the side. And then towards the back, and you're walking in a circle at the edges of your bowl, gently sweeping the energy, giving your body permission to clear anything you don't need. And you're giving your body permission because it's a wise place. And if we stop thinking and we give our body permission, it often knows how to do these things. So sweeping it out, you might see it like light or water going down through that center place, that center beam down into the earth. So just let it go. Sometimes you might see a color or you might see like a grayness just going down, but let it go. Go all the way around. Make sure you get all edges. And This is clarifying the bowl. You're clarifying the energetic space so that you can feel more clear, so that your energy runs more clear, and come all the way around to the front. Now in the center of your bowl, I'm going to invite you to first step towards the left side, and we're going to work on that left ovary. So go to that left part, left hemisphere of your pelvic bowl, and you might feel a warmth there. Take a breath in, and then on the exhale, you're going to breathe out and warm that left ovary. Then take another breath in, and then exhale. You're breathing down on that ovary like it's a little coal, warming it up. And then take another breath in. Remember, this is your fire energy. So like you're breathing on a coal, breathe down to that left ovary, your connection to the feminine. Warm it up. Let it get a little bigger and a little brighter. You might notice it's starting to feel more warm. You might see it as a bright color. You're just beginning to breathe towards this energy center. Now we're going to switch to the right side. So take a breath in and then breathe down to that right ovary and that right bowl. Really let it get a little warmer, a little brighter. Breath in and then out to that right bowl. Breathing again. Fire energy. Warm it up. One more time. And exhale. And these are your pelvic boundaries. If you breathe into these ovaries, you really strengthen your container for creative energy, and it's also protective. Now take a breath in from the center and send one last breath to both ovaries. Breathing down. Say hello. Feminine, masculine, letting them rebalance. You need both. And connecting into both will help strengthen that. Now come deep center to the womb space. I'm just going to invite you to set a little intention here of just what you're wanting, what you're working on. So set an intention right in that center in the womb. Whatever you're working on or if you need guidance, just bringing that awareness there and asking for what you need. Set it there, and as you set it, now take one last walk around, around your bowl. This time you're blessing the space, saying, I give thanks for this space. I am sacred. I am whole. I am blessed. I am beautiful. Blessing the space. May I receive healing. May I receive guidance. All the way around, and that creates this alignment and resonance in your field. And that is pelvic bowl sings.
1: Thank you so much. Tammy Lynn Kent with WildFeminine.com. The book that you need to order is Wild Feminine. Finding Power, Spirit, and Joy in the Female Body. Connect with her at Kripalu Institute, November 11th through 13th, and uh, find out more about her on her website again, wildfeminine.com. It's been a pleasure having you. Look out for the next issue of 1111 Magazine. It's got some amazing stuff in there, this issue. I think it's the best issue that we have done, and they just keep getting better and better. So definitely connect with that at Barnes & Noble nationally or at Charter Books chapter books in Canada. You can also subscribe at 1111mag.com. And now we have the digital edition up. So when you subscribe, you not only get the current, but you get all archived issues. And we welcome you to do that. It's been a pleasure being with you this evening. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Until then, be well.